0: Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather.
1: And I'm Kathleen.
0: And this week we are exploring the investigative discovery series Fear Thy Roommate. Specifically episode four, Down the Rabbit Hole, because the way they portrayed this crime is really something else.
1: Real Mad at the title too.
0: <laughs> also, if anybody from the ID channel is listening, when the fuck are we gonna get a season two? Because it's been two years.
1: Yeah, did you just, like, move on? You're like, okay, we got fear thy roommate, fear thy neighbor. Like, give us more. Give us more. Also, deadly women.
0: <laughs> uh, before we get into anything else, oh, I remember to do it on this one. You can follow us on Twitter and or join our Facebook group. Info for that can be found in the show notes. If you would like to email us comments or suggestions or donate to us at PayPal, our email address is drmepod at gmail.com. We appreciate any help, whether it's a way we can make this podcast better or just a dollar.
1: And we'll send you a sticker.
0: Yes, we will. I still have some. Sorry, I haven't really gone over that in weeks because of a little thing called being in my cups while researching. That means being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fancy way. Mama's been drinking. This awesome. research is boring
1: like that's a new way of discussing it. It like, sounds classy. I was in my cups. Just call it mommy drink. <laughs> oh, you can't have that, sweetie. It's for mommies only.
0: <laughs> uh, probably doesn't need to be said, but fear thy roommate is a spinoff of fear thy neighbor. <laughs> Doesn't matter which show you watch because these and the one last week you should fear fear ever socializing with anyone ever again because Jesus Christ people are terrifying and can snap over any small slight.
1: I mean, I feel like there are so many episodes of these two shows that I want to cover with you because like, what the fuck? So I'm sitting here like, God, my neighbor's dog is driving me fucking apeshit because it barks all the time. But you know... That's nothing in comparison to some of these people. Or like tortured and tormented. Yeah, at least they're not shooting at me.
0: Uh, but the episode we're going to cover today, I can see why the dude ended up dead. I, I'm, gonna I'm say not saying it. anyone deserves to die. It's just
1: I'm going to say some people do deserve I, I to die. I can see
0: why the perpetrator snapped. Uh, speaking of which, you also watched a uh,
1: Deadly Women Deadly Women yes. episode on this. I did because you, I felt so bad because you texted me and you were like, "I really want to do this episode, but don't I look into know. the backstory." And I like watched like the first couple minutes and I was like, "Uh, so I've seen this one." I'm assuming on they had, had a different women.
0: take, or and that's what I it? said.
1: Yes, I was like, "And the take in the Deadly Women." was so vastly different that it was like two different stories, basically.
0: We'll go over how the series presents it and then go over the facts that they just, I don't know if they ignored them or just straight up lied. I'm not sure.
1: Well, you know, they always want to have like... And, and
0: there is a disclaimer at the beginning that mentioned some things have been changed for drama, but... They well, really think, played fast and loose I, with facts. I
1: think they also, it had a lot to do with who they were interviewing, because if you noticed, a lot of those people seemed to think this man was a saint. Yes.
0: I just want to say, I do enjoy this show. All the other episodes are great, so I don't know why they even bothered with this one.
1: Yeah, it was just, I mean, the Deadly Women episode was more than enough, and there were so many really good Fear Thy Roommates. <laughs> so many good ones. Like, Especially
0: the first one. You don't know who's gonna end up dead. That one is so insane.
1: I feel we need to just have like a super long episode and we just need to cover like every episode <laughs> because it is insane. That one I was just talking about. We've got to talk about that one because it's freaking phenomenal. Like Which one? The one with the torture and stuff. Like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Like I mean I just there's there's the <laughs> There's the one about the CDs. <laughs> it's
0: just... The one where he came home and got mad because his, everybody ate dinner without him. Yes!
1: <laughs> yes! And it was like some kind of weird crush going on. Yeah, dude, that no. One, we, we have I think to, that's
0: the last one.
1: It is, we have to talk about all of them. We're gonna talk about all of them. For, for now, we're gonna <laughs> talk about show. this one.
0: Just skip this episode. Uh, first off, the two actors chosen for these roles Look nothing like the real people. Well, it's it's like that
1: meme I sent you where it's like the, you know, what the people say about them. The actors versus the actual people on the show.
0: Let's just get a middle-aged dude and a chick with dark hair. It's
1: perfect. Yeah, they're like, eh, whatever.
0: (laughs) So we start off in Lawrence, Kansas, and the first talking head, total jackass, and spoiler, also her defense attorney. Yeah. He was like the worst. Quote, if you're an adult and you want to live with another adult, act like an adult. Just remember that when we go over the facts. <laughs> Harold Sasco is described as being very caring, very giving, and thoughtful. And then his sister basically destri- describes him as a control freak, but she's nice about it and just says, like, he's a clean f- freak and very orderly. He likes things done his way. And says he had a gorgeous five-bedroom house, which... Did you see a picture of this gorgeous house? <laughs> <laughs> it's a boring-ass house. Let me see if I have it.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's you in wanna... like Kansas, like I yeah. Mean, you th- want to
0: come over here and see it?
1: Like, what's the what's the market value of a house in Kansas? Like, it's a very basic ass house. It looks like a Mormon house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks like a house in Kansas. Sorry, can I don't think we have any listeners in Kansas.
1: I don't think so. That'd uh, be and... the only state we don't have.
0: <laughs> oh no! And he... we had one in Alaska or Hawaii, one of those, and I was like, whoa.
1: We're spreading. Welcome.
0: And he has this big house because his dream is to take in foster children one day. Which is like, uh, I don't know. Uh, We'll get to it later, but that's... (laughs) Later on you'll learn that's a creepy ass thing to say.
1: Yeah, like that's why I hesitate here.
0: And he is the owner of three really popular pizza restaurants in the area. Don't say what they are yet. (laughs) Did you find out what they were?
1: You told me not to do any research, so I didn't beyond the deadly women.
0: They make it sound like these three hometown pizza restaurants. Are they Mr. Jim's? No. (laughs) Not far off. Little Caesars. Mm. Pizza Hut. (laughs) No, nope. Now you're too far. Too far. Too classy. You went classy with it. Sarah Gonzalez McClynn, the other person in the story, is basically the opposite. She had a really tough life. She's 19 at this point, and I don't remember them mentioning that he's 52.
1: Right. She's a child.
0: (laughs) She's been working there for a few months and by all accounts was an excellent worker. So her parents are going through a divorce, which was obviously affecting her home life situation, and she was looking to move out. I guess she got along well with her dad, but her dad left, and she did not get along well with her mom, and so she just...
1: Which a lot of girls don't. Yeah. Yeah. Really looking forward I'm to that. in my thirties and I still.
0: <laughs> Sarah can't afford to get an apartment because, again, working at a pizza place, I'm sure it was minimum wage. So Harold offers I her. It was just tips. <laughs> Harold offers her a room at his home for a couple hundred a month. I can Im- I can't imagine agreeing to live with my manager. No, fuck no.
1: <laughs> I don't even want to be like Facebook friends with with you. any coworker,
0: let alone a manager. Harold's girlfriend, Kimberly Qualls, who had been dating him for six months at this stage, remembers it being really important to him that she meet Sarah so she could see that nothing's going on. Like, I wouldn't suspect that. Why would you bring that up? She could be your daughter. What are you talking about? He's just trying to help this girl out. And also, Harold could use the extra cash, which seems really strange. Again, when I tell you later the name of the restaurant. (laughs) And he owned three of them. Three of them. It almost feels like it was an excuse to make his girlfriend feel better about the situation. I'm just trying to help this poor girl out. And also, I need money. So I have to do this. It could be anyone, but I need to help her. <laughs> yes. And Harold enjoys her being there because he feels like a mentor to her. And they demonstrate this by showing that she doesn't know how to whisk eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it seems absurd.
1: I would just like to point out that she's my- like stabbing <laughs> the eggs with the whisk. I was like, my nine-year-old could do this like- exactly.
0: And eight days later, they're already arguing because she's messy and takes too long in the bathroom. You know, like a teenage girl.
1: It's a five-bedroom house.
0: Thank How many you. bathrooms do that they have? That was my next sentence. Also, a five-bedroom house and there's only one bathroom. <laughs> what? I will never live somewhere with only one bathroom. I made that mistake once when I was living with another person, and we both came down with food poisoning. Never again. So, of course, Sarah is finding it hard, trying to keep up with her expenses. So instead of Harold being a real mentor, sitting down with her to go over her finances, or even suggesting she possibly look for a new or second job, he just gets her a credit card.
1: <laughs> Which is very responsible. He didn't explain how it works. He oh, just even, gives her a credit
0: card. Even better, he gets a credit card in her name with him as the co-signer, because getting a credit card will certainly teach this teenager how to be responsible and take care of her finances. When she's making minimum
1: wage. <laughs> like so Totally, insane. totally, totally helpful.
0: Another thing about teenagers, they have very low self-esteem and this also applied to Sarah. Instead of telling her she's beautiful or, you know, everyone has things they don't like about the way they look, he offers to pay for her to get a nose job.
1: Which, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that is not a thing you do. Mentoring! To help a teenager.
0: And then it shoots forward five weeks where Harold is suddenly pissy with her because she can't afford she can't afford rent to give him. I understand if you want to help somebody, but if you can't afford to do that, then don't fucking do that.
1: But also, you've just paid for a nose job for her. Do you really need her like hundred dollars for rent?
0: And really, if you really wanted to help her, you could have told her, Hey, you could stay here free for a few months, so you could save up for the down payment on an apartment. Also, let's do your finances so you can see what you'll need and how to better handle your money. Yeah,
1: let's set out a budget, because you're 19, and that's probably something you've never learned.
0: You definitely don't give her a credit card. Or a nose job. Holy fuck. And um, about that credit card, Harold technically paid for her nose job with her fucking credit card. What? You didn't know that part?
1: I didn't know that part.
0: I think they just barely mention it in this. It's, it's a like a one little it. sentence thing. Yeah.
1: What the fuck? And That's she not needs get her nose job. No.
0: That's you like maybe taking her there. And she needs to make these credit card payments because he's the co signer and she better not fuck up his credit.
1: Then don't co sign for something <laughs> that you can't afford to pay.
0: And then don't tell the person to get something so expensive with the credit card that you're co signed on.
1: Like what 19 year old's affording a nose job? On a pizza salary.
0: <laughs> it shoots forward another six weeks, and now Harold is being absolutely petty by leaving notes around the house for her to find that were basically receipts of all the money she owed him. and he's it
1: like a ledger. It's <laughs>
0: like itemized stuff like, oh, you owe me toilet paper you used. You used two eggs, you owe me money for that. And let's not even talk about the toothpaste. Like how much toothpaste are you going through?
1: (laughs) Like, um, I'm pretty sure the ADA says that you should only use like a pea size amount on your toothbrush. So, and toothpaste is like a buck. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, now egg prices are outrageous. That's true. (laughs) So two eggs every day. Nine years ago. Two as he says, two eggs every day for six days. What did she do that seventh day? That day she
0: probably just had toast.
1: Bread prices.
0: <laughs> they keep harping on how bad Harold was doing financially and how Sarah not paying her rent was really affecting him. But like it was like a hundred dollars. Obviously, you're not doing something right if you have three pizza places doing that bad and you're depending on this measly three hundred dollars a month to keep you afloat. And his whole thing is, I can't kick her out because I'll never get my money. So you'll continue to let her live there to keep racking up this money she owes you instead never of mention
1: just it's a kicking her It's a five-bedroom house. Kick her out and get four roommates <laughs> that actually pay rent. Or just downsize? Uh, even Kimberly
0: discussed how Harold was stressed and frazzled about the debt he was in from the money Sarah owed him. It's ridiculous how much they want to blame Sarah for everything in he this. He is
1: such a nice guy, and he was just trying to help her, and she was taking advantage. He's not a creepy 51-year-old guy. 52. Praying, oh, Sorry, 52-year-old <laughs> guy praying on a 19-year-old girl who literally had just been living with her parents. <laughs>
0: His restaurants are failing because she owes him some money. Oh, and then when pen- payday came up for Sarah, he was keeping her paychecks to cover her bills. Hello, Labor Department? Oh, this guy's a piece of shit and this is a clear sign of financial abuse? Yes, I'll hold.
1: You can't just, like, garnish wages completely from <laughs> someone even, without yeah, going that's to like the government. that's not garnishing.
0: That's just stealing. So she quits.
1: That's called being a slave. Like, she was literally being a slave for this yes. man.
0: Uh, She comes home later and he just rips into her again about the money she owes him and how it's even worse because now she doesn't have a job. She says she'll just move out then and so he brings up taking her to court. So essentially she's stuck. And then we go to girlfriend Kimberly who says, quote, When there's enough stress and there's anger, sometimes things are said and I'm sure that that might have been a way to try and get Sarah's attention. Right, but she's 19 and he's 52.
1: Right, you should have a better grasp on your emotions and your anger. Yeah, you should
0: know if you yell at a nineteen year old that's not gonna do anything. But he does take the time to remind her that she owes him fourteen thousand dollars. Why the fuck would he even let it get that high? If you ask to borrow We all know. <laughs> if you ask to borrow a hundred dollars on the promise you pay it back and I don't get that money back after like a month or two, I'm not gonna lend you more money. <laughs> I'm just going to chalk it up as a loss and a lesson learned. Yeah. That's $14,000, that's
1: a fucking car.
0: (laughs) What year is it? (laughs) I don't think you know the price of cars. How much could a banana cost? $20. (laughs) And just to put you in Sarah's headspace, she texted her sister that she felt like a caged animal. That's so dark. And she has nowhere to run to because her sister had a full house with a baby. It cuts to nine days later and shows him like standing outside her door. And then him just coming into her room without knocking while she's trying to get dressed. <laughs> is. I, I almost want to thank them for finally showing him being creepy. And now Harold is so stressed out. He broke up with Kimberly. And Harold deals with it by drinking. And he apologizes to Sarah, asks for forgiveness, and then tries to kiss her. When she rightfully turns him down, he then reminds her of the money she owes him, which like it's so gross. Well,
1: and I mean, doesn't he say that like, she's not going to get everything for free or something yeah. like that? Like she owes him, which I mean, it's a nineteen-year-old girl. I'm sure well, you know what that means. Yes, uh, Kimberly had even previously mentioned that it was a
0: father-daughter relationship. If that's a father-daughter relationship, you're looking at the wrong websites. <laughs>
1: my dad barely
0: hugs me so i only got three hugs from my dad and one of them was like a week before he died (laughs) he knew he was dying (laughs) and then the other two were when
1: i had the boys i may have gotten a pat on the back (laughs) good job champ yeah
0: (laughs) an elbow shrug
1: (laughs) yeah head nod
0: (laughs) just an acknowledgement that's all we really need
1: oh yeah (laughs) that's a good day (laughs) At this
0: point, she's just gone mentally. She starts to look up online how to kill, which I, I don't think you need to look up how <laughs> to do that. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: like, there are so many different methods. <laughs> I mean, all of them are pretty easy to figure out.
0: The next day, she comes home with a brand new rabbit from the pet store. And no, no, it's nothing like, oh, our relationship is falling apart. Let's fix it by getting a dog or having a baby. She kills it and cooks it. (laughs) And I completely forgot about that part. I don't know how, because it's kind of big. And I felt so bad when you reminded me after you watched this, because you have a pet rabbit.
1: (sighs) Which I love dearly and I actually I remembered it from the Deadly Women episode because I was so pissed watching that I was like what I am so f-? sorry and then I remembered as I was watching it I was like oh yeah she's gonna do that whole rabbit thing <laughs> <laughs> I was like I better close my eyes and in defense of
0: Sarah she has survival skills so this rabbit went quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, she, and people do eat rabbit.
0: And also, how is raising animals and then slaughtering them worse than picking it up from a pet store and slaughtering it right away? I feel like that's better. You're not raising it up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like most animals that come from pet stores tend to come from like that puppy mill type situation. better than being thrown down the stairs by a five-year-old. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they show it like it's a Which, complete... by the way, my child's never done. Oh, <laughs> like... no, no,
0: no. I was thinking like, what was it, Indian in the cupboard where the hamster was in the ball and the brother like kicks it down yeah, the stairs? My,
1: my rabbit is very well cared for and spoiled immensely. He has his own furniture in my house. I got him a costume for Christmas for you. <laughs> yes, he, like, he literally has his own office chair to sit beside me. So he's definitely not being abused. He's very and I would, well loved. And I would never skin him and cook him.
0: And they show her slaughtering them, and it's like a complete bloodbath when, like, she's over a sink. Like, it couldn't have been that bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) plus, like, I mean, it's a rabbit. How much blood could it possibly have? (laughs) Like, have you seen a rabbit? They're not, like, massive.
0: She was homeschooled, and nothing against that, but I feel like that doesn't set you up very well for socialization. I was how to also deal... <laughs>
1: homeschooled, and I can attest that it doesn't set you up well for socialization. Or how to deal
0: verbally with issues you may have with another person. No, you grow up very sheltered. And instead of calling the authorities, Harold decided to handle the problem himself. And then it goes to a journalist chick who said, I'm sure Harold had a soft spot for Sarah, so I don't think he wanted to just kick her to the curb. <laughs>
1: She owes him $14,000. Also, she just for, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she just made him dinner. (laughs) Uh, And then later that
0: day, he texts her, I'm sorry for making moves on you. Let's talk about this. Yeah, I'm sure you're sorry now after you saw her butcher an animal in front of you. And this leads us to a few hours later on that same day, January 14, 2014. There's a date. So, you know, something happens. He comes home from work and she serves him rabbit for dinner and hands him a beer and apparently she just threw the rabbit into the oven with carrots that still had stems on and didn't bother trying to skin it
1: she i mean well so they said she skinned it in the deadly women episode but like, I'm just could, showing
0: how they portrayed it.
1: <laughs> it looked like she, yeah, it was literally just, I don't think that's how you prepare rabbit. Like I've never had rabbit because I'm a big softy and like the Though most you I you skin
0: can, it, but it looked like she just threw it into a pan with carrots that she didn't even bother cutting the stems it off of. It looked really
1: crispy and yes. like just not how you would serve a rabbit.
0: <laughs> he struggles away from the table, but passes out in the hallway and then we shoot forward three days. Harold hasn't shown up to work, and nobody has been able to get in contact with Sarah, so her father calls the police to check on the house. Harold's car is missing, and when police first look into a window, they spot Sarah's phone on a table, and then they notice a body on the floor inside. Harold's hands and feet are bound, and his throat is slit. On a wall near the body, the word freedom is written in his blood.
1: I was a little annoyed that they didn't give them enough space to the end. Like, it was just, like, really scrunched at the end. What also... She didn't write
0: out the letters in blood. She had had blood on the wall and then wrote it like in the blood.
1: Which, Which makes you know, more know, kind of like when like, yeah, you get in a painting. car
0: window and yeah.
1: Yeah, in the fog. You write in the yeah. fog. Yeah. Couldn't even get that right.
0: <laughs> so now it's on to find Sarah because she's either the perpetrator or she's another victim. 11 days later in Everglades National Park in Florida, they spot Harold's car and a sleeping Sarah inside of it because she's a dumb teenager it doesn't know that park parks close at sunset also that's a hell of a drive she's (laughs) from kansas to florida and then you'll learn like i don't think i mentioned it in the fact stuff but she drove to i think like um not the mexican bay the gulf of mexico jesus christ and then drove to Florida. Like, that's such a long-ass drive. She probably
1: wasn't thinking. She's just driving to She clear went her down, head. she wanted to
0: see the ocean, and then just followed it to Florida.
1: It makes sense.
0: So she's charged with first-degree murder. Um, her lawyer goes with an insanity defense, which is really dumb, because that barely works. And she would be found guilty of premeditated first-degree premeditated murder that is what they said that's a lot of premeditated <laughs> it's real redundant it was given 50 years with no parole so sarah tries to appeal the conviction and it is turned down but in may 2021 her minimum sentence is reduced by 25 years which still isn't great because that means she could still serve the full 50 years if they don't want to release her on parole
1: exactly <laughs> it's so dumb did nothing for her
0: that's like somebody being charged with like possession of heroin and weed. And they're like, we'll drop the weed charge. <laughs> like, that doesn't help. <laughs> so now let's get into the actual story. We're going to get mad. First, he didn't meet her when she was 19. He met her when she was 14 and started working at one of the pizza places he owned. We haven't mentioned yet. Those little quaint pizza places he owned were fucking CC's.
1: Oh, CC's I should have <laughs> known.
0: How do you fuck up running not one, not two, but three of those? It's all-you-can-eat fucking pizza. Do you like pizza? I love pizza. Of course you. Everybody fucking loves pizza. (laughs) That's why there's hundreds of CCs across this great land. And you can't sit there and tell me you wouldn't go up there just to get a slice of that cinnamon apple dessert pizza Mm. pie. (laughs) It's so good. Unless they have an arcade room.
1: Don't they have mac and cheese pizza now? Yes, and
0: it's disgusting. <laughs> Fucking love that Simpsons cabinet RCC's had. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, she started working there when she was 14. When she was 16, that was the first time he asked her to come live with him. That She thought that was weird, rightfully so. So she waited another year until she was 17 to agree to it. So he would have been like 49 asking a 16-year-old to come live with him. That's like your dad. And also it's her manager. (laughs) So gross. And this show gives you the impression that all of this happened like over a few months. But that's clearly not the case if she killed him at 19.
1: Nope.
0: Um, The nose job that she got. Yeah, no, she also got butt implants, too, after he told her no man would find her attractive because her butt and boobs were too small and he wanted her to be his curvy Barbie doll. What's that about boobs? Yeah, he tried to get her boobs done, too, but the doctor wouldn't agree to it because she was too young.
1: Right, she did not finish fucking developing.
0: <laughs> but with the nose job and butt implants, that 14000 she owed him, like, makes more sense. That's at least half that money. Uh, and the super serious girlfriend he had? They were only together for eight months.
1: Which is not the, like, two years of her living there. Yeah,
0: she made it seem like, oh, it was such a super serious relationship. Um, something I think is telling is two months after Sarah moved in is when he broke things off with Kimberly.
1: I mean, you can't have your girlfriend know that, that you're yeah, that keeping your really little sex slave.
0: weirds me out. It's like he got what he wanted with this young girl in his house, so now he doesn't need Kimberly around anymore. Or maybe he doesn't want anyone coming around the house because of what eventually happens. So in this show, they just show Harold attempting to kiss Sarah and her shutting that shit down. Again, not what happened. Nope. She owed him all this money, and he began to threaten her by kicking her out and taking her to court, unless she had sex with him. As some men do. Sex abuse. So we have financial abuse. We got sex abuse now. So he would just get her high and drunk and basically rape her. And I know what you're thinking. Why didn't she just go back home? He told her that her parents would be upset and embarrassed because of all the money she owed him and that they wouldn't want her.
1: Which is like brainwashing.
0: So yeah, I get why she said she felt like a caged animal. It's just so much abuse and she's so young. She's already been a victim to sexual violence and finally finds a guy she thinks she can trust and he does this shit to her. It's... And
1: he's like a dad. Seriously.
0: Yeah, isn't it so creepy when you think about when he said he wanted a big house because he wanted a lot of kids? Why did they make this episode? And again, he's been grooming this girl since she was 14.
1: Absolutely disgusting.
0: And he's treated like such an upstanding Christian who owns his own businesses, who wants to do nothing but help out down and out kids. Even the media did it. If you try to look up articles about this, you have to do some serious digging.
1: Oh yeah, the Deadly Women is like really the only one that's
0: just I even saw one article that referred to her as his girlfriend.
1: That's against the law.
0: (laughs) And yet everyone around him was like, shit was kind of (laughs) weird. There were several people he told that Sarah was his stepdaughter, which is so gross after everything we've learned. If you were just a stand-up guy, just trying to help a down-and-out young lady, why would you feel the need to lie and say
1: it was your stepdaughter? Why would you get this down-and-out teenager a nose job or butt implants? Like or try to get her a boob job? It doesn't make any sense for any of those things. Those aren't what you do to mentor. <laughs> I wouldn't encourage my twelve-year-old daughter.
0: Like no. His own girlfriend Kimberly mentioned in an article, and I'll post links to all the articles I used in the show notes, but. She said she wasn't oblivious to the fact that all the other kids Harold had helped, including her own 19-year-old son. None of them had been invited to move in with him. And she never suspected that anything wrong had been going on in the house between Sarah and Harold, but again, they had broken up just two months into Sarah living there. I don't understand her defense of him. You were only together for eight months. That's not even a full-term pregnancy. (laughs) No. I don't understand the just how attached he you is. You haven't even
1: figured out all the annoying shit he does. Yeah. Like, keep sex slave teenagers.
0: <laughs> there were even statements from Terry David, who ma- managed one of Harold's restaurants, He cl- who claimed that Harold told him to only hire young, attractive girls. And when Terry warned female employees to watch out for Harold, Harold was pissed. Why would you be pissed if you weren't doing anything wrong?
1: <laughs> mm, you know.
0: And later, when Terry heard Harold had been killed, his... F- first thought was quote the first thing I said to my wife was I wonder which one of those girls dads went over there and killed him so people knew that he was a predator um and then there's another weird story from Ann Tao she had teenagers who worked for Harold at CC's and so since they were underage and could only work so many hours she would sit in the parking lot and wait for them during this time she sort of became a confidant for Harold and he would get into her car and just rant about his life and problems One of these conversations a year before his death, Anne said, quote, he wanted to die. He was Catholic, so he didn't believe in suicide, but he asked me if I would kill him. He told me how to kill him, and I'm convinced he told Sarah Sarah the same thing. He was a very sick person. I'm an adult woman with five children, high functioning, and he weighed me down.
1: Fuck. Which again- she was not allowed to testify. He's 52, this girl's 19. She's so impressionable.
0: Uh, they also portrayed her after she quit CeCe's of just kind of like moping around the house. That also was not true. She had a job at Bed Bath & Beyond at the time of the killing. Not as big as a deal as it, they made it out to seem, but just another example of something that they just completely left out to make right, her seem worse. Right, she quit to keep the
1: place to get away from him and actually bring home paychecks. Yeah, they made it seem
0: like, well, you quit your job and now you're just not going to pay anything. No, so she went out and got another job. It's we. <laughs> We get to the night when she kills him. In this, they portrayed it as she just drugged only one beer. Again, not true. She put the crushed up Ambien in his fourth beer, which tells me he drank often enough that she knew there would be a fourth beer in the middle of the week.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know how most people operate when they're 52 or whatever, but I'm 35 and like, that's a lot of drinking for me on a weekday. (laughs)
0: Like if she put in the fourth beer, like she had three other chances to do it, but she knew... That would be too soon, he's gonna keep drinking. So yeah, she was obviously abused and none of that came up in her trial. It's so ridiculous. Instead of self defense defense, which <laughs> this, instead of self defense, which this clearly was, her lawyer went for not guilty by reason of her diagnostic diagnosis of disassociative disorder, which is multiple personality disorder is what we right. used to call
1: it such a bad defense. No, it's terrible. Nobody ever gets off with that.
0: She was even offered a plea deal of 25 years, and this lawyer seriously thought that this defense would work better.
1: Yeah, so he told her not to take the deal.
0: There was an article from 2021 about the jury foreman on her trial, who, by the way, was only 18. Why are 18-year-olds being jury foremans on murder trials? That shouldn't be allowed. There should be like an age limit on being a foreman. It's
1: it's wild to me that he basically said children. they asked who
0: wanted to do it and nobody else did it. So he just raised his hand.
1: These are children. I look back, I'm 35 and I look at anyone under the age of 25 and I'm like, you're such a baby. Like, you have no idea what the world is like.
0: <laughs> he mentioned that rape wasn't even talked about during the trial. Quote, looking back now, it's very obvious, definitely. Back then, I just felt something was off. In regards to a 17-year-old with a history of abuse and rape moving in with a 15-year-old, quote, The word freedom makes a lot more sense, but it seems like everything worth talking about wasn't discussed. And later on, he said in regards to attorney, I'm no lawyer. I had maybe two months of college, but maybe he should have explained the why or the circumstances or something like that.
1: (laughs) Just anything.
0: So it's no fucking wonder a judge saw her case and said, yeah, knock some of those years off her sentence. The jury foreman also said, quote, if it was presented as self defense, I could see a not guilty. That makes a lot of sense. I couldn't tell you if it would have changed the verdict then, but in today's age, I'm sure it would. I don't know what he means by today's age. It's only been like six years <laughs> since the trial.
1: A lot's changed, Heather. <laughs> I guess years, the Me Too movement and all that had come six out. Six years since is the... like a lifetime <laughs> for women's rights. Also, why is an 18 year old on a jury for murder? That's, that's insane. He's what, 24
0: now? <laughs> Still a baby. Well, this happened like nine, nine years ago, so. Oh, yeah. Still younger than us. <laughs> he also insisted that he had no idea that the 50-year year sentence would be a full 50 years. They wanted her to at least be able to get mental health treatment, which, of course, you're not guaranteed in prison. No, of course not. He even admitted that he voted guilty because at that time, all he thought was, if you did the crime, you did the time. And he's, quote, grown humanity since then. So even the jury foreman was like, Yeah, we fucked up.
1: Yeah.
0: Her lawyer also fucked up, but
1: <laughs> He's not gonna admit that.
0: <laughs> and look, yes, she did kill someone and deserves to be punished for, but fifty years in prison.
1: When she was just like an impressionable nineteen year old girl who was being abused and taken advantage yeah. of. Like- it's not fair.
0: I think it's her writing Freedom in the Blood that just like really stood mm-hmm. out to me then she was finally like, okay, right. she's like, done. she's not going to go out and just kill anybody. I mean, she was with this guy for like a year and a half or something and finally snapped. Anyway, this is a great example of why you can't just trust true crime shows at face value. And this one just didn't feel right. And that's why I even bothered to look into it. So who knows how many other shows or cases are just thrown out there with whatever facts.
1: Yeah, I would I would definitely say to see this one from both perspectives, like the Deadly Women and this episode if you're going to watch it. But I think I there's like also a Snapped, maybe. Probably. Snapped um, covers everything.
0: I don't know who the writer was for the show, but shame on them. It feels like they were like related
1: to Harold
0: in some way. Well, and everyone they
1: interviewed was related <laughs> yeah. to him. He was such and a all nice they had guy. Was like always wanted to help. Her
0: shitty lawyer.
1: Yeah, fuck all of them.
0: So I would go enjoy all the other episodes of the show and don't move in with your boss. I think we can agree Basically on that. Basically don't get a
1: roommate ever. <laughs> like, ever.
0: And I will leave links for the articles I used in the show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Ta-da. Thank you for listening to Doctomy. to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at pod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.